Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 84, the very first bonus episode. I'm Brando, I'm here with Ryan, and today we're going to celebrate Halloween with a horror movie-themed deck. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan, super quick turnaround, but we're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I just thought of that. That was so good. I threw my hands up like I was a ghost. Oh, if only we could have like recorded that. If only we had a medium with which we could share our physical comedy. But we do. I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Is that joke past its prime? Maybe. Never. Maybe. Never. No, no, I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> So, welcome everyone to our very first bonus episode. Um, thanks for tuning in. We are going to celebrate the big October holiday, which is Halloween, by doing a... I think this actually might be a fair Orzov deck. Perhaps. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> yeah. And it's fair because all of the cards in it were picked strictly because they're scary or are references to one of my favorite things... Horror movies. Uh, really quick, what is the actual October holiday? It's not Halloween. Of course it's Halloween. Here in Canada, it's Thanksgiving. I was just going to say, is it Thanksgiving in the Great White North? Yes. What is it in the land of the free? Day off day. Day off day. Day off day. Ah, I love having day off days. What is it elsewhere in CCO Nation, like in Europe? They I don't, don't have Thanksgiving there. Really? Yeah. I, okay, so when I used to work with a lot of people from overseas, and they were asking about holidays and what days off in the month that people get, like, for holidays and stuff, um, they were asking all about Thanksgiving. And um, Thanksgiving for Canadians is a little bit different than it is for Americans. It is essentially the same holiday, but for a different reason on a different time of year. <laughs> um, but they don't have it in Europe. And they're just like, yeah, we just... Don't have that. Oh, they're missing out. Very much so. Yeah, they should put that in. Thanksgiving's a really good holiday. Yeah, it's like um, you get to see all the family members, some which you like, some which you don't, um, <laughs> but you get to eat like a Christmas-style dinner without having to buy anything for anybody. So good. Yeah, and so it's good. not 7,000 degrees below zero. Which is also nice. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, I went through, we were talking about Thanksgiving on Halloween, but uh, I went through my whole <laughs> childhood wondering why Survivor Series was called the Thanksgiving Night Tradition when it wasn't in October. Because it is in... It's on American Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I just it never dawned on me. Like, but all the other holidays are at the same. Like Easter and Christmas, they're all the same. Why is... Even holidays in other religions fall on similar dates. Yeah. It's just... Thanksgiving? Yeah, not close. It's weird, but... One that falls on the same date for everybody, Halloween. Yeah. So what we did here for this this special show is we went through, my we, I mean me, magic, and I looked at the pictures on the cards. <laughs> I just casually went through magic. Yeah, and I yeah. found all the scariest stuff that I could think of that thematically sort of went together to be something cohesive so it's not just a bunch of terrible cards thrown in. Otherwise, just I just pick everything from Fallen Empires. 
and because lots of those cards were scary, they had, like those crazy thin leg boob hanging ladies and those flying merfolk that look kind of like weird dildos with heads and like there's all sorts of scary art what. in magic. Here's what to not do: don't Google any of that. Yeah, don't Google anything that I just said. Just don't. Not even fallen empires. Yeah, that could probably go bad for you too. Yeah, especially not fallen empires. Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay, so before we start, though, okay, we got a Halloween theme list. We're going to make, I'm going to try and force you to make a movie reference on every single card. Oh, shit. A lot of them are very easy. Some of them, um, maybe just because they're scary. Um, maybe the, maybe we can just say that some of them are the teenagers that are dying in the movies that we're referencing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. But before we do, 30 seconds or less, social media coordinates right now. We're CCO Podcast on Twitter and tap.net. That's where you can find this week's list, last week's list, and any other list that we don't throw the course of the show. We're Commander Cook at gmail.com. That's where you can send us love mail, hate mail, show suggestions, bonus episode suggestions, but no nudes. Nudes! Damn it! <laughs> We're also Commander Cook on iTunes, Google Play, Google Machine, Podomatic, YouTube, Patreon, FlipsideGaming.com, where you can use promo code CCOFU to get 10% off your entire order store wide. Generous contributors for this month's giveaway, which we'll be giving away in just a moment. MTGOnsod.com, where you can use CCO Podcast promo code CCOFU to get 15% off your entire order store wide, and the official official home of Commander Coco Podcast on the entire internet, CommanderCoco.com. A little more than 30 seconds. Maybe I can speed it up in post. Definitely speed it up in post. <laughs> Sound like a chipmunk. <laughs> <laughs> now you know where to find us. Oh, we're playing it fast and loose today. Now, real life, pull back the curtain. Wait a second, fast and loose? Don't Google it. No. In real life, we're actually recording this immediately following last night's show. And for you guys, a lot of you are listening to this. The day after yesterday, which is when you listen to our... Who did we do? Assholiest guy who likes dragons, instants, and sorceries. Taigum Ojutai Master. So we don't have a whole lot of like, what are you building? What are you doing stuff to get into? So I say we just dive right into the list and we'll start talking about some scary ass shit. Brando, we have a giveaway. What? The MTG Onslaught.com giveaway for the end of... Of the arc of tier one tune downs from Toontown. Oh my goodness. Do we have a winner for our giveaway? We do. The winner of the MTGOnslaught.com Pimp Your Game Outside of the Game giveaway. Playmat bag, shirts, stickers, counters, dice, life counter, you name it, it's in that package. Yeah. Stephanie Crank. High porn. Hype horn, yeah. Wait. Don't Google that, that either. It sounded different like when I said it than when you said it. <laughs> okay. First of all, badass name. Stephanie Crank. There's a card in the deck that is kind of like the name. So, Stephanie, if you're listening, shoot us an email, commandercookout at gmail.com, and let us know, and we'll get Ian at mtgonslaught.com to... Send you some sweet swag. Extra points if you send us a picture of a board state or a game you're playing using said swag. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd Once be... you receive it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not not now. Yeah, that would be haunting and scary if you could take a picture of all the swag that you're going to get before you get it. That would just be weird. So, final thing before we start the list. I want to hint at 
something that we've been working on with Don Miner over at EDHREC.com. New and improved, updated milk list. What? Yeah. We're going to unveil it today. We've got some spicy little nuggets. The old milk list had all soul ring at the one drop slot. Yeah, and we all know that. Every deck has salt. Is there land in the deck? Yes. Is there soul ring in the deck? Yeah, obviously. So what we did is get some numbers crunched by the wonderful staff at EDHREC.com, and they gave us the top three cards in each converted mana cost. And it's filterable, and it gives us a lot more information on how to make our decks even spicier. And we're going to start unrolling some of that uh, spiciness into your ear holes this episode. Yes, we are. Yes. But until then, we've got a list to do. Yes, we do. We will start off with our our general. Now, I picked her because she makes ghosts. She does make ghosts. And ghosts are scary. Potentially. So? We're going to go with ghosts are scary. Yeah, I grew up on Scooby-Doo, man. Ghosts are scary. And since they were always people, people are scary. Yeah, that is more true. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're doing... Tessa Envoy of Ghosts. Ghosts right in the name. She is a human advisor for White Black 5. She's a 4-4 with vigilance and protection from creatures. <laughs> Sweet. That's awesome. And whenever a creature deals combat damage to you, the controller of Tessa Envoy of Ghosts, destroy that creature and put a 1-1 white and black spirit creature token with flying onto the battlefield. And spirit, as we all know, is another word for ghost. So when a creature dinks you, she kills it and make, makes a ghost. Yeah, that's awesome. I dig it. Yeah, it makes it scary to attack you. <laughs> oh, yeah. It begins. So we can start with some creatures. Want to start with some Creech? Creech. All right, our first one is Archfiend of Despair. That's an 8-drop 6-6 six, six demon. Your opponents can't gain life. He's got flying. At the beginning of each end step, each opponent loses life equal to the life lost that player lost this turn. What does this guy do? He's he's wound reflection on a 6-6 six, six flying dude that makes it so your opponents can't gain life. He's sulfuric vortex-ish and wound reflection on a 6-6 six, six with Yeah, flying. so if somebody loses life, everybody loses that much life at the end of turn. No. If somebody loses life, they lose that life again at the end of their turn. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. What you said. It's very good. Also, picture I picked out, torturing demon directly from hell he's got a whip but instead of having like a whip that has a whip at the end of it it's got like axes at the end of the whip yeah i would not want to be whipped with that okay next up picked for the art this art is something you would see in a movie like hostile we've all seen hostile <laughs> and it's blood artist oh one whenever blood artist or a creature dies target player loses on life you gain a life yeah, and he's painting with some his victim's blood. That, yeah, I don't think that there's enough blood painting in movies. That's no. a, that's that's like one of the the tropes that's left relatively unexplored mm. in cinematic endeavors. It, it is a thing in real life, though. I have seen them where somebody like used his own blood to paint. He was weird. I'm not going to talk any more about him because, ooh, I can't believe how much money they paid him to do the stupid crap that he did. Moving on, we have Butt Seeker. Or Bloodseeker. Yes. Obviously a serial murderer, as you had pointed out before the show. One, one for two. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, that player loses a life. Pretty cool. Okay. He could be the serial killer from Driller Killer. 
Okay, yeah. I just and want, yeah. definitely shuts off opposing token strategies. Yes. Right? It, it also serves a purpose in the deck. Yeah. Next up, we have Buttline Keeper. Uh, or Bloodline Keeper. Yes, that also. 3-3 <laughs> three, three Flying Vampire for Black Black 2. Tap. You get a 2-2 two, two Vampire with Flying. And you play black to transform him if you have five or more vampires. And he flips over to Lord of Lineage? Lord of Lineage. He's a, I think it's a 5-5 five, five that gives all the vampires plus two plus two. And you can still tap to make vampires with him, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's just pretty cool. He's a vampire. He's basically Dracula from Symphony of the Night, which is a video game, not a movie. But we'll take it. We'll take it. Also... Next up, we have your standard vampire that's so scary because he's this beautiful, handsome, gaunt little man walking around. But it turns out he's a vampire that will steal your soul and control your mind in Captivating Vampire. Two, two for three. Other vampires get plus one. And you tap five untapped vampires to gain control of target creature. It becomes a vampire itself. Yeah. So, yeah, this card bent me over the other day. I got a bunch of my stuff stole. <laughs> JJ stole my Ricksmithies and he tried to beat me up with it. <laughs> and then I think I had to cast like a devastate. No, I cast a devastation tide to bounce everything. Yeah. Oh man. I couldn't cast my whelming wave because he would have kept my thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> Next up, direct horror movie. I like Annabelle. You like Child's Play yep. with Creepy Doll. One one for five. It's to get better. It could be Stuffy Doll, but it's it's not. It's not. Okay, it's it's uh, indestructible, and That's when good. it deals combat damage to a creature, flip a coin. If you win the flip, destroy that creature. Um, we, we're gonna lean on the horror reference more than the quality of card with yeah, that one. That is a. That is a horror movie that's, reference. That's 100% the last time we're doing that, though, right? Absolutely. Okay, yeah, okay, what, good. What do you think I am, building a theme deck here? <laughs> Next up, we have Cryptgast. Four mana, 2-2, two, two, extort. So that's, like, scary when people try to make you do stuff. Extortion is scary. Yes, okay. Whenever you tap a swamp for mana, you add a black. So, like, it gives you an extra black when you tap your swamps. Also, it's a spirit, and as we've gone over, spirit is just another word for ghost, oh, and yeah. ghosts are scary. <laughs> All right, next up we have Deathbringer Leash. I don't yes. know why I was so into that. But. Yeah, I don't know. Look at him. Scary. It, look at that thing. That is terrifying. He is, you could say he's horrifying. He's a horror. Yeah, yeah I like that. Uh-huh. I like that. So Orzov, Orzov, Orzov hybrid and two for a three, four. Other white creatures and other black creatures you control get plus one plus one whenever you play a white spell you may tap target creature whenever you play a black spell you may destroy target creature if it's tapped so not only is it a big scary tentacle monster it taps you to kill you and there are people out there who get that joke and don't google it Uh Mm -hmm. that's what i was gonna say now next up we have three guys all of whom are in the deck for the same reason i'm gonna bang through all three of them real fast tell you why they're there then we'll talk about them sure we have Doomed Dissenter, Doomed Necromancer, Doomed Traveler. They're all doomed. They're all little, wimpy dudes. They're victims, people. These are the teenagers in every Scream movie. They deserved it. These are the dead meat characters in every Hostel movie. They deserved it, too. They're the lovable and charming characters that are set up in every Nightmare on Elm Street movie. They also deserved it. All right, so let's talk about kind of what they do. Doomed Dissenter. When he dies, you get a 2-2 black zombie token. 
doomed traveler. When he dies, you get a 1-1 one, one white spirit, which is a ghost, and ghosts are scary. Correct. And it also flies. Doomed necromancer. This guy's a little bit different. He's a 2-2 two, two for 3, black, tap, sacrifice him. Okay, so he's going to die. Return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. That's not what the card says. Uh, Read what the card says, oh, Ryan. Graveyard to play. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> I like that better. So he's going to get you back some of your big bigs. Are we playing big bigs? We already talked about that demon. Are there more? There are at least more. All right, let's keep going here. Next up, we have kind of a functional, lesser powerful version of the general in Dread. He is a big big, but get this. When Dread is put into your graveyard from anywhere, shuffle it into its owner's library. So you have to doomed necromancer in response to that ability resolving. Looks like a giant spider. Arachnophobia. Yes. We mm -hmm. didn't say what he did. He's a 6-6 six, six with fear for 6. And whenever a creature deals damage to you, us, me, whoever owns it, destroy that creature. Yeah. And that's why it's like Tesa except for mono black. Yeah. Suck it, pingers. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's talk about big bigs. Harkening all the way back to Hellraiser. I'm going to give you a second to figure out what that is. Elish Norn, Grand Cenobite. Would that be a thing that we could say pause and Google? Yeah. Okay, okay. You can Google Hellraiser Cenobite. You're going to come up with all kinds of stuff. There's guys with buzzsaws in their heads. I think there's a guy with CDs for eyes. Hellraiser got real weird after the first couple. Really? Yeah. It's a... I've never seen any of them. They're very good. Well, yeah. yeah, they're solid movies. Cult I, classics, I yeah, think, right? Highly recommend them. They did kind of go off the rails near the end, but the first two for sure are pretty cool. Okay. White, white, five for a four, seven Praetor with Vig. Other creatures you control get plus two, plus two. And creatures your opponents control get minus two, minus two. She would be awesome to reanimate. Yes. Grave Titty. That's right, Ryan. Grave Titan is the next creature. Grave Titan. Yes. <laughs> and don't Google Grave Titty. No. Uh, black, black, four for a six, six with Death Touch, because we like those. When it enters the battlefield or attacks, you get two zombies. For the record, we don't like six sixes with Death Touch. Um, At least I don't. Movie references. Grave Titan. Go. Movie references. I liken it to Attack on Titan, which is giant naked people eating smaller regular people. And that's what it looks like is happening in this card. Except this guy has a giant machete. Yeah. I was going to say Attack on Titan. Not a horror movie. Next thing. Are the people he's eating, are they naked? Maybe he digested all their clothes off. I actually think the people who he's eating in the picture are probably zombies. They're just falling off of him. But for the purposes of my reference, they are people that he has eaten. Okay. And since he's a big zombie, he's, like, he's rotted in the middle a little bit, and he's just eating them for fun, crunching them all up so they're dead, and they fall out of his gut hole. And then they're zombies. Then they're zombies, yeah. Yes. All right, next up, we have Indulgent Aristocrat. 1-1 one, one, Lifelink Vampire. You pay 2 Sack a creature, put a plus one counter on each vampire you control. That is a good vampire. That goes in vampire decks. That is an excellent vampire card. Also, it's your standard kind of scary vampire looking guy. Also, I can't think of the title of the movie right now, but... You know what? Very interview with the vampire looking. Yes. Yeah. I like that. And indulgent aristocrats typically will sacrifice people for the, amu the amusement. We've all seen those movies where they have the little pits of death underneath the mansion and it's like two poor people fighting it out for a sandwich. Yeah, because they don't drink blood. They got to eat sandwiches. Yeah, the fact that that kind of stuff happens in real life is scary as hell. 
Oh, I was still talking about movies. I was not. You went to a very bad place. <laughs> yes, I did. Like that movie where they play uh, Russian roulette and people bet on it? What yeah. movie's that? Hostel 3, Hostel Takes Vegas. What? That's a real thing. No. Yeah, you can Google that. And uh, then we can all have a good laugh together. Definitely not what I was talking about, but if it exists, I'm good. There we go. Next up, we have Lone Rider. He's a 1-1 first strike lifelink for two. At the beginning of the end step, if you gain three or more life this turn, transform him. And he transforms to a 4-4 first striking trampling lifelinker. It that rides as one. Him and his horse were like mutated together. I don't even want to start to think about anything what who has what parts and how big they are have you ever seen the thing i don't want to see anything to do with that guy's thing (laughs) the thing is a classic science fiction slash horror movie and the art on the back it that rides as one looks a lot like the crazy alien monstrosity that is the thing that's why he gets the nod. He starts off as a dude, oh, totally unassuming. I'm just riding a horse. And all of a sudden, psychotic maniac alien. Scary. Whoa. Moving on? Moving on, we have Midnight Reaper. Midnight Reaper, brand new from um, Guilds of Ravnica. Return to return to return to Ravnica. 3 2 for 3, Zombie Knight. Okay, so he's a zombie. Okay, cool. Whenever a non token creature you control dies, Midnight Reaper deals one damage to you and you draw a card. He's also the Grim Reaper on a horse. He's got the scythe, he's he got is, the hood, yeah. he's the Grim Reaper. Okay. Okay, next up, I put this card in here because it's got kind of scary art and it's a vampire and we never really talk about her and I love this card, Miri the Cursed. Ah, 3-2 vampire cat. Black, black, two. Flying, first strike, haste. When she deals combat damage to a creature, put a plus one, plus one counter on her. That's just cool. She gets big. I just like that, yeah. Yeah. Next up, we have a vampire shade and shade... In artistic rendering in magic, looks a lot like a spirit, and spirits are ghosts, and ghosts are scary. Yeah, I don't know what a shade technically is, but in magic, they're black creatures that you can pay a black to give them plus one, plus one, and that's what she has. And she also has, whenever you tap a swamp for mana, you get an additional. So really, you play black to give her plus two, plus two, which is cool. That's excellent, And she's like naked AF. Yeah, that's a naked, naked lady. That is a naked lady on a very new magic card. You don't see that very often. No, you do not. No, don't tell him to Google it. Don't Just don't tell him to Google it. Let's you could scryfall that and still see a naked lady. Yeah, that's true. Scryfall it. Okay, next up, if you've ever seen Stephen King's It, the very end when Pennywise turns into the big spider monster. The new one or the old one? Old one. Sure. The old one? Spider monster looks kind of like Shouldred the Whispering Eye. Shieldred Whispering One. There's nothing about that name that you said correctly. (laughs) Eyes don't whisper. People who get the reference get the reference. Wait, is that a reference? Yes, it is. No. It is. You next leveled me? I did. What Shieldred do, Ryan? I want to Google it. (laughs) Jesus 6-6 Swamp Walk for Black Black 5 at the beginning of your upkeep. Return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Elish Norn. Yes, and at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, that player sacks a Creech. Something shrunk by Elish Norn. Yes. <laughs> I movie referenced you in the next two. Let's let's check out these. You sure did. Let's just tell them the reference. You, you tell them. It was your thing. You do it. So next two cards both have like kind of creepy art with Sliths from Mirrodin. That was a creature type. 
And I said that they looked like the demons from Constantine. And they totally do. Yeah, or like the the bad guys in hell. Are those demons? Yep. Yeah, we're going to call them demons. Yep. Okay, so Slith Ascendant is a 1-1 flyer for white, white, 1. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, put a plus 1, plus 1 counter on it. It sounds like it should be a vampire. Yeah, it has... All of the Sliths have what modern day and on CCO podcast we call vampire. Oh. When you hit something, it gets a plus one, plus one counter. That's vampire. And sliths have it. Have they been errated to vampires? I don't think so. Huh. Looked it up. Still just sliths. Yep. We are playing sliths, plural. That means we're also playing slith blood letter, the black one. Yeah, black, black, one. Nope. Black, black for a one, one. Whenever it deals combat d- damage to a player, put a plus on him. And also, he's got black one regenerate. We need more sliths. Yeah. Sliths are cool. I like Slith them. tribal. Only one of them really got played, as I remember, and it was the firewalker, the red one, because he had haste. So his red, red, one, one for haste. You swing in, get somebody early on, turns into a two, two. Now he's harder to block, so you don't block him. Now he's a three, three. Now you have to block him. He kills your guy. Then you swing again. Then he's a four, four. Bam, 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 bam. Sliths for president. <laughs> All right, next up, we have Souls of the Faultless. It's an army of ghosts, and ghosts are scary. Yeah, it's a zero four with Defender. Let's just move on. Okay. Next, <laughs> Sorry. Next up, we have Thrill Kill Assassin. <clears throat> I'm doing Thrill Kill moves when I say that. Yeah. One, two with Unleash. I think our first ever Unleash card. So when it enters the battlefield, you can put a plus one, plus one counter on it, but then it can't block. And it has Death Touch. And it costs two mana. So you could have a two, three Death Toucher for two. Super good. good in um, Return to Ravnica Limited. Those Unleashers were um, in Sealed in particular. Yeah. Not in Draft, really, but in Sealed they were good. Nice. Anyways. Yeah. Next up, we got Valderan Pariah. Yeah, Black Black 3 for a 3-3. Three, three. Vampire Horror. So we're touching on two kind of tropes there. Good. Flying. Sack three creatures, transform her. She's got madness, black, 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 but we don't care because uh, we're never going to discard her. We want to transform her into Abolisher of Bloodlines. She's wearing like a Lady Gaga meat dress on the other side. <laughs> She's an Eldrazi vampire, 6-5 flyer. When this creature transforms into Abolisher of Bloodlines, target opponent sacks three creatures. It's pretty cool. So your three turn into their three, like in, in terms of dying. It's very cool. Also... Horror movie reference. Again, uh, not so much horror movie, but if you've ever seen Berserk, In the Eclipse, which is the absolutely traumatizing final episode in an arc. Don't spoil it. No, that's all I'm saying. There is a scene where one of our heroes sees a beautiful woman and goes over to be like, oh, beautiful woman in hell. Oh, I'm so happy I met you. And then it turns into this crazy, horrific demon that then cuts his head off and puts it in her mouth, and just carries it around. Oh, yeah, like a cat when it catches a mouse. Just like that. Gross. All right, man, last creature, Yeheni, Undying Partisan. Ooh, I actually like this guy in real life. 2-2, vampire, etherborn vampire for black 2, haste. Okay, when a creature an opponent controls dies, put a plus 1 counter on him, and you can sacrifice another creature, and he gains indestructible until end of turn. True story, he was initially going to be the general of the deck until I decided I wanted to throw some white in there so I could play with ghosts. And I was going to suggest you could alter him to like Jason Voorhees because he's the most Jason Voorhees-esque creature that I could think of. Yeah, because you can't kill him. 
Yeah, and he gets bigger every time he kills somebody else. Super good. Neat. Sweet, sweet, or not so sweet? Sweet. Sweet, sweet, I think. Ah, uh, 27 creatures. Let's go through some of the instants, because we've got some regulars, and then we've got some weirds. Then we got some, 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 some scary includes. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Hero's Downfall. That's the point in the movie where you think that the main character is going to eat, eat shit. Or the point in the movie where the character does eat actual shit and they die. And they switch the main character out. Yeah, that's so weird, but horror movies do that like all the time. Yes, they do. It's to set up the survivor girl. It's a whole thing. Or oh, with, yeah. Or, or in the sequel where the main character from the first movie shows up again and just dies right away. Like the first scene in Friday the 13th Part 2 is survivor girl from Friday the 13th Part 1 getting a corkscrew rammed into her head. You know way too much about random horror movie stuffs. I watch lots of them. Destroy a creature or planeswalker. That's what Heroes Down. That's does. what that does, yes. Next up we have, guess why this is in here? It's called Murder. Murder! <laughs> murder! Murder. Kills a creature. How about Slaughter? Slaughter! Doesn't sound as good as Murder. Um, black Black 2, destroy target non-black creature, can't be regenerated. It's got buyback, pay for life. So it's kind of like... Um, kind of like snuff out but you have to actually pay for for it but you can do it again and again let's talk about the flavor in the art not so much horror movie reference but it is a reference to a card that we're playing in the deck that's where Krovax bites miri and turns her into a vampire i think he just straights up kills her yeah he does she was she was color shifted i don't think that counts alternate timelines and stuff but we're, we're gonna go ahead. we're gonna count it in this particular one next up another obvious one terror scared Scary. Destroys a creature, can't be regenerated. Next up, we have Victim of Night. Also kills a thing. A target non-vampire, non-werewolf, non-zombie. So it doesn't get any of our horror trope things. Look at the art on that card. I have no idea what happened there, but that is a lot of blood. That dude got his arms and legs cut off, and he's just having a bad day. He doesn't have arms or legs? No, there's no arms or legs. His arms and legs cut off, and he's just in an alley. Jack the Ripper call, got at him. What do you call a guy with no arms and no legs in an alley? Unlucky. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't think that there's an actual joke, but Yeah, there's no joke there. That's just that's just unfortunate. That's just sad. You know, here's one that's strictly included because of a reference to a horror movie that we can make. And it's Treacherous Urge. We've played this card before. Um, okay, so black four, target opponent reveals his or her hand. You may put a creature card from it into play. Under your control, that creature gains haste. Sacrifice it at end of turn. So it's a utility card. You can get something to block their shit with. That's or like a threaten effect, but in black, so you steal it right out of their hand, and then it dies. You, you steal it out of their hand before they can even play it. Why I'm playing it in this deck is, it is a, on the art, it's some poor dude who's getting puppeteered by a bunch of barbed wire, and he's having a terrible day. Harkens back to Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, The Dream Warriors, where the little puppet-making kid gets turned into a puppet, and Freddy uses his tendons to walk him out of a bell tower. Sick. I never thought that all of your useless horror movie references would come in handy, but you just quoted part three of, like, a B-horror movie and its actual name and what happens in it. Everything comes in handy. If you ever think you know something that's going to be useless and you're never, ever going to come around to, to using it ever in real life, just remember this. This moment right now. I was going to say... Let's talk about a real card. Yeah, something a, that is actually more useful. And it's also... You made this reference as well. I dig it. This is another Nightmare on Elm Street 
homage, homage. Yeah, I got this one, yeah. Insidious Dreams. Oh, baby, I like this card. Black, three, as an additional cost to cast it, you discard X cards, and then you search your library for X cards, put them on top of your library. In any order. Yeah. So as you'll come to discover in this deck, there are a few dirtbag things that we did, so you can discard a certain number of cards to find a certain number of cards that you then use to win the game. You discard your Elish Norn, and then you get it back with your Shieldred. Yes. That'll work. That's the very baseline, but that'll work. Okay, let's move on to some sorceries. Okay. I like sorceries. Now, if you look at the list on Tapped Out, it's got the big $5 signs. This is an expensive-ass <laughs> deck. Whoops. And half of, at least half of the value of the deck is in this one card that's old as hell and hard to get and really cool and had to be included in any Halloween-themed deck we were going to do. Pause the episode, Google it real quick, see if you can come back and get it. All Hallows' Eve. All Hallows' Eve is originally from Legends. $400. Okay. <laughs> black, black, two for a sorcery. Exile it with two, get this, scream counters. <laughs> At the beginning of your upkeep, if All Hallows' Eve is exiled with a scream counter on it, remove a scream counter from it. If there are no more scream counters on it, Put it on into your graveyard, and each player returns all creature cards from their graveyards to the battlefields. So, first of all, it has suspend. Those should be time counters. Yes, but they're scream counters, so get it right. Second of all, we can do the same effect right now without having to wait two turns uh, for one more mana. We can do the same effect at instant speed with Twilight's Call. For eight mana. But Al Hallow's Eve? This one has a pumpkin on it. And a g -g -g ghost. And ghosts are scary. Yes. Yeah. As per my voice just now. <laughs> Al Hallow's Eve. So it's a mass reanimation thing yep. for it, each player. It also sets up kind of a dirtbag thing that I did just to impress you. Ooh. Uh, that, we can, that we'll talk about here in a little bit. Moving on. Moving on to our next one. We have obvious Day of the Dead reference in Army of the Damned. That's eight mana. Get 13 2 2 black zombies with flashback of 10. Cool. Now, here's a here's a thing. Now, this is real life. This isn't a movie reference. What's the scariest thing to any people in, say, our age group? Say, a little younger, a little older. Death? And taxes. E more so the second one. And where, where does that, where do both of those things show up on a single card? Capital punishment. <sighs> Pay your taxes, kids. Oh. So this is a quasi-modal spell that is, I don't know, it's one of those ones where your opponent get a choice, but I think both of the choices are equally horrendous for them. And yeah, yeah, it's a Council's Dilemma card. It's from Conspiracy 2. Black, black, four. Starting with you, each player votes for death or taxes. That's actually what they vote for. Each opponent sacrifices a creature for each death vote and discards a card for each taxes vote. So if you're playing in a big game, you're going to waste everybody's board or shred their hands. Or some combination of kind of both. Yeah, And it's not for you, just for them. <gasps> Each opponent? Yeah, that's a good-ass card. Yeah, I like that one. Terrifying. Next up, 
Standard kind of include works good with some of the other cards in the deck, but it's also scary because it's literally God pushing the reset button in Damnation. Yes, Damnation destroys everything and goes right alongside, uh, I'm just going to jump to it, Merciless e Eviction. Yes. Kind of has that same black orby hole in the sky thing on it. We're also playing Wrath of God, so we'll get those three sweepers out of the way. They're all in there for the same reason. They kind of got the same picture, and they all do the same thing. Oh, and Killing Wave, because yeah. you're killing. In a wave. Yeah, also in there. That's a, a black X for each creature. Its controller sacrifices it unless he or she pays X life. Ooh. Yeah. There's some more taxes for you. Yeah. So now this one I put in because it has a really scary picture because I've talked about it on the show before. Big toothy mouths kind of scare me a little bit. Gross. And this one has one of the biggest, toothiest mouths ever, the exposed gums and needle teeth. and oh, It's called Hideous Visage. Visage. Visage, Make it will. sound fancy, Brando. All right. Uh, black 2, creatures you control gain intimidate until end of turn. That just makes them, like, scary so people don't want to block them. Yeah. So it's it's like actual, oh, no, they're scary. So that's, that's why it's there. Okay. Here's that card. Sets it up with All Hallows' Eve. Here's why we don't do it right now. Okay, it's, mm -hmm. the it's the installment plan. We're playing Morality Shift. Oh, so... <laughs> <laughs> that, that was scary. Close tie-in to one of our first YouTube videos in production right now. Yes. Just throwing that out there. A little teaser. Uh, yeah, a little teaser. Black, Black 5. We're not playing a whole ton of ramps, so that's why we need All Hallows' Eve to be... Uh, suspended so we can do this after because it costs seven exchange your graveyard and your library then shuffle your library oh so good so you all hallows eve and you get all of your giant dudes back yes and then you beat wholesale ass with them no good things have ever been done with morality shift no, they're it's got quite been. an appropriate name. Nobody's using that in a moral way. It's all amoral. You're going from being a nice, wholesome, stand-up individual to being some dirty asshole that's just reanimating your whole deck like an asshole. Yeah. Love it. F you, Ryan. <laughs> oh, is that the first one ever? Maybe. Sweet. <laughs> is that what that feels like? Yeah. Now, I get F you'd lots by like CCO Nation and, and our friends and stuff, but never from you. That was awesome. That feels good. Yeah. All right, next up. Now, this is a card that the art is effing terrifying. Also, you can liken it to the likes of Dr. Giggles or the Dentist or Teeth, if you want to go that way. And we have a card called Pulling Teeth. Ugh. Now, I included this one so that I could use the picture as the like the the teaser image of the deck. I'm making a face. I don't like it. It's It's pretty gross. Uh, I'll read this one. It's clash with an opponent. If you win, target player discards two cards. Otherwise, that player discards one card. To clash, you show each of you reveal the top card of your library. Whoever has the highest converted mana cost on their card wins. And we're playing things like Merciless Eviction and Big Bigs that have big mana cost, Morality Shift. I'm looking at a Spectral Procession, CMC of six. So you're yeah. probably going to win the clash. Yeah. Next up, let's just talk about Spectral Procession. That's a bunch of ghosts. Gives you an army of ghosts. Ghosts. And they're scary. All right, next up we have Victimize. That looks like it should be like a late 80s, early 90s type of horror movie scene. Which you can see if you watch The Pit and the Pendulum. 
yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can. There's a bunch of ropes and fires and a thingy above a thing, and it's that guy's going to have a bad day because a bunch of big bigs are going to come when he dies. <laughs> so your doomed traveler is going to die. Yes, because you have get... to sacrifice him. Yep, and then you're going to get a Shouldred and an Elishnorn. Yeah, for the mere cost of black and two. Wow. Yeah. How and is it know, a card? You, you know what's awesome is you target the cards in your graveyard, not the guy that's getting sacrificed. So nice. Sometimes that's relevant, actually. That is a thing. Yep. Let's check out some enchantments. What do you think? There's nine of them, and I think that they're pretty decent. Okay. Black Market, first one. Uh, black Black 3. I don't know what the reference is, but I'm sure you have one. As soon as I read it, whenever a creature dies, put a uh, charge counter on Black Market. At the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, get a black mana for each charge counter on it. Just recently released, just this week, there's a remake of a movie called Suspiria on lots of ten, lots of top ten horror movie lists ever. Whoa. It's about a coven of witches who sacrifice people at a ballet school to appease a demon. That's the kind of boiled down version of it. Very cool movie. So this is the black market where you sacrifice other people for power for yourself. I thought you were stretching at first, but now I see it. There it is. Next up, we have just one of those dirtbag combo cards that we're going to talk about here a little bit, because sometimes you just need to win a game, and we have Butt Cheek Ascension. Or Blood Chief Ascension. You said Butt Cheek Ascension? Yes, I did. Okay, very good. Okay, Butt Cheek Ascension is at the beginning of your end step. If an opponent has lost two or more life this turn, it gets a quest counter. And then if it has three or more quest counters on it, every time... A card goes into an opponent's library from anywhere, they lose two life, you gain two life. It makes you scary. I And sometimes it turns you into a ghost because you get beat to death. I will never know what that card does. (laughs) I just never know. I just never know what that card does. I have to read it every time, too. Every single time. Every time. Here we are. Next Next up. Next card. Now, this is another one of those ones that's not scary because it's in a movie. It's scary because real life. (laughs) Oh, baby. It's debitors now. Orzov, Orzov, Orzov 4. So the mana cost is scary. At the beginning of your upkeep, put target creature card in a graveyard into play under your control. Now, put target creature card in your graveyard. Okay, I had to read it again. In your graveyard. No, it's, it's, it's in A. It's in any graveyard. Oh, God. Yeah, scary as hell. Yeah, Yeah. but why else is it scary? Because it's the debt collector coming to you after you're dead and putting you back to work. That's everybody's biggest fear. Yeah. When we invent zombies, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. We have to pay a bunch of money to the government to not reanimate our bodies to go to work in a factory. Yes. Yeah, you think the machines are scary. Just wait. Next up, we have a brand new card. Works good with our general. That's why it's in there. Divine Visitation. This is like the good guy at the end. This is like maybe this is like Teriel from Diablo. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Um white white 3 if one or more creature tokens would enter the battlefield under your control, that many 4 4 white angel creature tokens with flying and vig are created instead. So somebody swings at you, they die. Tessa kills him, and instead of getting a scary ghost, you get a way scarier angel. Yeah, whoever thought that angels would be scarier. Or if your doomed traveler dies, yeah, you're just going to get an angel. Yep. Very excellent. Next up, we have another real-life scary thing, because if you were an Aztec person and the conquistador showed up, that is terrifying. 
Yeah, everybody got like smallpox and stuff. Yeah. And Terrible. It's, it's Legion's Landing. It's an enchantment, legendary enchantment, huh? For white. When Legion's Landing enters the battlefield, create a 1 1 white vampire creature token with lifelink. Or an angel. Or an angel. You lose the lifelink, but you get vision flying. Which is way scarier. Yeah, probably better. And when you attack with three or more creatures, you transform it to Adanto, the first fort. It's a legendary land, taps for a white, and or you can tap it, white, and two to create a 1-1 one, one white vampire creature token with lifelink. Or a 4-4 four, four angel with flying and vidge. That. That's a land. Next up, we have murder investigation. That happens all the time. Happens all the time in real life and in virtually every horror movie and that there murder is. Murder is scary. We've been over this because we play the card murder. Correct. Okay. It's an enchantment. Uh, you have to enchant a creature you control. It costs white one. And when enchanted creature dies, you put X one one white soldier creature tokens into play where X is that creature's power. So it's the it's the guards that are investigating the murder of the creature, or it's a whole bunch of angels there to avenge the you creature. You know what I, I like? I like when your doom, doomed necromancer dies and you get an angel, then you then you enchant that angel with murder investigation and then it dies, so then you get four more angels. I like that. Next up we've got profane procession. Another legendary enchantment. Black, white, one. You go black, white, three on the card. Exile target creature. Then if there are three or more cards exiled with profane profession, procession, you transform it to Tomb of the Dusk Rose. This is where Alenda would hang out. She's the Dusk Rose. Okay. One man of any color to mana pool. It's a land. And you can go black, white, two and put a creature card exiled onto the battlefield. Exiled with it. Oh, yes. So you exile three bros, and then you can incrementally get those bros back. Yeah, usually you're up on mana in that transaction because you get, like, a big, big. Hey, thanks for the Blightsteel Colossus, dude. Thanks for the other Blightsteel Colossus, bud. Thanks for the Big Daddy Butt Sex Terastodon that you exiled that when it enters the battlefield under your control, now you get to destroy three things. Yeah. I like that one. I like that, too. And then we've got the... Now I was... Here's Hold how, on a second. You said this is actually fair. Costs a lot of mana. To do that is an investment of 18 mana. Because it costs three to play the thing, and then you have to pay five Oh, three no, I wasn't times. talking about that. I was talking about the next thing. Oh. 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 <laughs> now, here's the... For this one, I was kind of channeling my inner Max Crandell. You didn't. And nothing scarier than channeling Max Crandell. And I put Blood Bond combo in the deck. I hate you. I hate me too. And by proxy, I hate Max Crandell. F you, Max Crandell. Exquisite Blood and Sanguine Bond. So whenever an opponent loses life, you gain that much life. And whenever you gain life, an opponent loses that much life. So as soon as anybody loses life... Or gains life. You win. I hate you. Yeah. But I love you. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's... Just a combo to win the game. And that's another thing you can find with your Insidious Dreams. Discard two so. cards, find Blood Bond combo, draw Blood Bond combo, play Blood Bond combo, win. Yes. Clean All and All of a sudden simple. those vampires with lifelink seem way better than 4-4 angels. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about some artifacts real quick. We have Sol Ring. <clears throat> then we have Blood Forged Battle Axe. That's a... Equipment plus two plus O equips for two costs one. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, create a token of blood 
forged battle axe. It's an axe. Axe is one of the most popular horror movie murder weapons. Is it? I think so. I think the most famous axe is probably the one in The Shining. Definitely. But are there that many other ones? Like Freddy Krueger's got his scary hand and Jason's got a machete. He used an axe too. And Michael... Oh yeah, he did. Michael Myers got a big knife. Yeah. The guy from Scream got a big knife. Are we playing any big knives? Yeah, we're playing Elbrus the Binding Blade, the biggest knife. That is the biggest knife. It costs seven to give plus one plus zero and equips for one. And it, when equipped creature does combat damage, you unequip it and flip it? Yes. And it transforms into Withengar Unbound, which is a 13-13 flying intimidate trampling creature that whenever a player loses the game, it gets 13 plus one plus one counters. It's a 13. You could hearken that back to Friday the 13th. Yes, you could. Yes. 13, the unluckiest of numbers. Yes. Uh, so you kill somebody and then it becomes a 26-26. Then you kill somebody else and it becomes a 39-39. Yeah, that is two times and three times as unlucky. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep it going. Now, we talked about butt cheek ascension earlier. And, ha- and we talked about Stephanie Crank earlier. So what's the card, CCO Nation? Huh? It's Mind Crank. Yeah. Whenever an opponent loses life, that player puts that many cards into their graveyard from their library. Correct. So whenever somebody loses life, they mill, and when they mill, they lose life. Correct. So it's exactly like Blood Bond Combo. It puts them in this really sweet situation where they can't do anything that would result in a card going to their graveyard. That you, That you is called Blood Crank Combo. Yes. You don't lose right away. You have to actually do something that puts a card into your graveyard. You could still even win through this as long as none of your creatures ever die and you don't play a spell. <laughs> so it's totally fair. Totally fair, Orzov, Ryan. <sighs> totally yeah, fair. I love totally fair, Orzov. Speaking of which... We've also got Orzov, Signet, Thrawn, Dynamo. We all know what those do. And then we've got our reference to the king of the slasher movie. Are they villains? They're villains. Is he the king? I think he is. He's my yeah. favorite. He's my favorite. It's Jason Voorhees and his trusty machete. Originally from Zendikar. Excellent card in Zendikar Limited. One mana, two to equip. Equip creature gets plus two, plus one. 100% in there just for the reference. Who, like, okay, so you got Jason Voorhees. You got Michael Myers. I think he's way scarier. Michael Myers? No way. I don't know. Is he? Why no. is Jason Voorhees? They both don't t- ever talk. Freddy Krueger at least, like, talks. They kind of made him into a gag character, though, right? Like, Yeah, I suppose. You forgot the power glove. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, yeah, he was, like, a psychotic baby raper, but that's not, like... I don't know if that's really scary. That's icky. Yeah, that's like icky. taboo. Yeah, you just you don't want that to happen. I suppose hiding in people's closets and murdering them also <laughs> taboo. Yes, also taboo. But I mean, I just think Jason's just way scarier. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was done way better. I think he was way cooler. And if Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees got into a fight, one hundred percent Jason Voorhees would win. Probably one hundred. Because at the end of the day, in spite of him being completely invincible and being able to survive being shot in the eye and then being shot in the other eye and then being exploded, Michael Myers is still just a dude. I don't know how he survives all that shit, but he's just a dude. Whereas Jason Voorhees is some demon straight from hell, sort of, that can never die. 
Okay. Got to like that. You've convinced me. Excellent. That's what I aim to do. So that's our whole deck. That's that's the deck. Those are all of our horror-themed cards. Strengths and weaknesses? Sure, let's talk some strengths and weaknesses. Fun and janky. <laughs> yes. Fun and janky is always a good time. You're going to sit down like, oh, she's busting out Tesa. Oh, what is he going to do here? It's a Halloween-themed deck. Nobody can ever be mad at you for playing this. Okay, I got this. Okay, get this. Over the last few weeks, we did the arc of Tier 1 Toon Downs from Toontown. And what we kept going back to a couple times in that arc was sitting down with your your CEDH or your Tier 1 commander and having to tell people or show people through in-game actions that you aren't playing the tuned list. Or even the stock list from edhrec.com, because those typically aren't that competitive. They just show you what people like to play in it. You sit down with, first of all, you sit down with Tesa. Nobody's thinking you're a CEDH list, so no. you're good. You tell people that you're playing a theme deck, so you're like off the hook totally. And then you play things like Trusty Machete on turn one, and they're like, oh yeah, no, this is not good. This is like... Okay, we can leave this guy alone for like the next 85 turns, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, but then you, um, whatever Insidious Dreams or you Doomed Traveler into Shieldred and Elishnorn. And it's like, ha, just kidding, sucker. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, definite, definite strength there in um, flying under the radar. For sure. Also, I think that it gives, and this is a, a strength that I don't think we talk about near as often. This is one of those ones that you can sit down, and while you're bullshitting with your buddies, you're having a couple of beers, like, oh, what's that card in there for? And it's a reference to this, and that's how it kind of is on theme. We call these double Ds, drinking decks. Yes. Yeah. Everybody loves a good double D. Yeah. Drinking deck, Ryan. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, weakness. As far as theme decks go, expensive. Yeah, Mostly because of All Hallows' Eve. Yeah, but you cut that and you play like um, Li- Living Death and Living's End are both expensive. Shieldred, Elish Norn are expensive. Grave Titan's expensive. Like, there's lots of expensive. You're playing Cabal Coffers in here and Urborg Tomb of Yawgmoth. We didn't talk about the mana base, but the deck is expensive. Yeah, I am playing, I guess I am playing like the big mana black mana list. You almost said the big black package. I did. I actually did. That's okay. That's fine. Just don't Google it. All in all, there are oh boy, uh, there's one card that's more than a hundred bucks. That's All Hallows Eve. Oh, it's, dude, and you're playing a Lake of the Dead. Yeah, there's a Lake of the Dead in there. Hey, what J- lake is that? Crystal Lake of the Dead. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you're right. There we go. And there's like at least six cards that are between twenty and a hundred bucks. There's lots of cards in here that are are pretty lots. Twenty of them are between five and twenty. And like we talked about the other week, your deck gets pretty expensive when everything in it costs five bucks. Yeah, or ten or twenty. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. You know what? Fun theme deck. You can always um you can always loosely interpret theme cards, right? And uh, I think with horror movies and using black and white and having a wealth of horror movie knowledge, we didn't have to. But uh, you can always have very loose interpretations or get alters done to alter the actual guy onto your card that it's supposed to represent. Now, you just did a uh, Jason Voorhees basic land for a guy. I did, yeah. Sneaking up to kill Jace. So cool. That's the best thing he could ever do. I agree. Hero of the movie. Let's jump to... Card of the the week. week. This week's card of the week is Cursed Totem, a la last night's episode. Because it's still the same week. We got you. We got all of you. Yeah, suckers. Now, we teased it at the start of the episode. The new 
updated and improved milk list. Everybody loves the milk list. Yeah, and I love it even more now that it's brand new and awesome. So for any new listeners, welcome. Also, the milk list, as per edhrec.com, is the most popular cards per converted mana cost in whatever color combination we're talking about today, black, white, or as the kids say, horrors of. <gasps> horrors of. I love it. That's good. Yes. Like that one. So at the zero drop slot, mana crypt. Nah. No. No. We already spent too much money on the list. <laughs> now, as we teased, of course, the number one one drop is Soul Ring. But now with the new and improved milk list, we can see that it's also Swords to Plowshares and Skull Clamp. And we're not playing either of them. We could probably find a place for Skull Clamp just for horror trope references or to clamp some of the things that we get like uh, Doomed Traveler and then the spirit that he makes. Or the ghosts that you get from Tessa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you could you could find room for... For sure. You could definitely could play that one. But we're not. Okay. After that, Orzov Signet. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anguish Done Making at three. Nope. Utter End at four. Nope. That could be another one that we do. Yeah. But whatever. Sanguine Bond. Yep. Yeah, we are. Stupid everything. Thanks, Max Crandell. Merciless Eviction. Yes. Yes. At seven. Get this. Taza, Envoy of Ghosts. Yeah, yeah, she's the most popular seven drop in Orzov, and we're playing her. Is that the first time that our general has been the most popular, like on the milk list? I think it is. I think that it is. Cool. Yeah, noon approved. Okay, Razaket the foul blooded. Nah. In Garrick's wake. Nope. Stormherd. Nope. That is number ten. Eleven is Ulamog the infant guy. Nope. It the betrays at twelve. Nope. Emrakul and Emrakul at thirteen and fifteen. Nope. Nope. Nope, nope. Four milk list matches. One of them is the general. That's yeah, so cool. Yeah, I don't even know if we count that. No, no way we count that one. She's probably like the only seven drop, so every Tasa deck plays her. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the new and improved milk list. I hope everybody likes it, that we can kind of include uh, things that aren't soul ring and then just an updated list of cards. And just for time constraints, um, we know that the deck is spicy because it's got so many things that aren't normally in Tasa decks. Or in decks. Or in decks like, at all. Nobody yeah. plays Pulling Teeth. Yeah. Nobody yeah. plays that card. What you said. Yeah. <laughs> so give us the final thoughts of the day on our Halloween episode and announce our giveaway winner one more time. Okay, congratulations to Stephanie Crank. You are the winner of a super sweet swag package from mtgonslaught.com to help you pimp your game outside of the game. A uh, Final thoughts of the day. The deck is obviously built for fun. It's built on theme. It's built to be Halloweeny and fun, and I hope that it was that. We had a great time talking about it. I hope you had a great time being a part of that. That's our very first bonus episode. Thanks for tuning her in. We're going to be back next week as we start our brand new-ish teaser uh -huh. arc, and we will have another tremendous show prepared for you for the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Ooh. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>